If you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward, and you are tuned into Civic Cipher. Indeed, you are. This is our three year anniversary episode. Three year anniversary sounds crazy. Yeah, man, we've been doing it for a while. Um, and we still have a lot more in store for you, so be sure to stick around because we are going to be discussing the most important thing we want people to know after three years um, plural things things okay we'll do things um <laughs> we haven't had this conversation beforehand so we're gonna have it organically for your benefit um this is kind of the spirit that the show was born in for us to have honest conversations black conversations in front of an audience of non-black allies and potential supporters so that's what we're gonna do today um and we have a whole lot more in store as well um we're really excited about a brand new uh baba and so um, we're going to be working this into the show moving forward. So let's get to that right now. Um, today's Baba is sponsored by Unknown Union, the fashion house situated at the intersection of meaning, innovation and culture. For more info, check unknownunion.com. And we're going to shout out Friends of the Movement. Uh, I want you to remember this website, FOTM, as in Friends of the Movement, FOTMglobal.com, FOTMglobal.com. Um, at FOTM, they're not just an organization, they're a movement with a mission to provide unity, social justice, and economic empowerment within black and brown communities. And they want to reward, reward ally companies that support black and brown communities as well. FOTM's robust platform empowers individuals like you to drive real change, empowering you to vote with your wallet every day, everywhere, every time. This world has witnessed the global marches and protests, but now it is time to put your money where the movement is there is no more excuses it's not just about words it's about taking action they've got a complete buyout sorry bycott solution bycott i like that word solution that includes game-changing technology de designed to close the wealth the wealth gap Ugh. all right so what's in this offering first our Money United, a groundbreaking campaign that encourages allies of black and brown communities to actively support black businesses. This is not competition, it is unity. FOTM guarantees you never seen a more convenient and effective way to send America a powerful message through your spending choices. That's just the beginning. The voter wallet is their cutting edge technology that lets you vote with your wallet at the cash register, supporting companies that align with your values. It's about shaping our future through everyday choices. So let's not talk about change. Let's make it happen. Visit FOTMglobal.com. Again, that's FOTM as in Friends of the Movement. FOTMglobal.com and become a friend today. Download the free voter wallet to invite friends and merchants. Remember, we must be the change you want to see in the world. Okay. So. Three years. Three years. I know where I want to start. Please. It's kind of where we left off. Okay. Uh, we had a conversation during the last election, the last election cycle with Charlemagne the God. And he pointed out this sort of disenfranchisement of black voters, mm -hmm. tired of being left out, tired of being lied to, tired of being let down. A lot of black people have just stopped caring. Mm -hmm. They've completely, you know, unplugged disconnected and thrown their hands up my voice doesn't matter my vote doesn't count even when the people i want elected get elected they don't carry through on the promises that they made and i don't see the benefit of my vote and because we are not you know as black people a part of a monolith 
we do have varied opinions and varied positions on things. Mm -hmm. And because of that, when it comes time to elect officials, both, you know, state, local and federal, we are at a disadvantage mm -hmm. because the other side has a tent pole that they all subscribe to. Yeah, they rally. It's upholding white supremacy mm -hmm. and all the stuff they disagree about, all the little stuff that's after that, they don't care. They will march together and run to the polls. The, the, the least educated of us, the most hateful of us, the, 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 the least informed of us scream the loudest and vote the most. Mm -hmm. And us as educated as we are spend a lot of time debating each other. You know, adopting contrarian platforms so that we can flex our intellectual muscle and show that we don't subscribe to groupthink, while the other side collectively goes out and votes against our best interest, sometimes even against their own best interest, just as long as they're also against ours. Mm -hmm. And they get results to the tune of tens of millions of people showing up to the polls. So the number one thing that I'd like people to react to with regards to Civic Cipher, our listeners and our message is somehow finding something that we can unite on and finding someone who can carry that message for us. Because another problem that we have is a lack of followable candidates. Can I jump in here? Please. Okay. So in the first half of the show, we were talking about how having a new president makes it a little easier to be black. And I, I work with, we, we live in Arizona. So a lot of the people, this used to be Mexico, literally. So a lot of the people that live here are Mexican of Mexican descent recently uh, moved to the U S so they're, um, they're, it's not like they've lived in the U S because their family was here when this became no, the U.S. They, first they, generation. First generation. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Thank you. So um, all types of, of Hispanic people. And, and I know that for a lot of them, it feels very different, too. And that's the reality that in which I live, where human beings are affected negatively by the, the, the hate and the divisiveness of one man who yes, has sir. been elected. And that, I feel that. I mean, if you listen to the show for any length of time, you know, I be feeling some stuff, yeah. man. I'm crying all the time. I can't, man, I wish I was different, but this is who I was supposed to be. So this is who I can be, right? So a different president changing how things feel and that mattering and that going a long way, that's definitely something that I, 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 I'm, I'm proud that we all have accomplished, those of us who want to see a world that is more equitable, where people are treated a little bit more fairly. Um, but as you talk about candidates, I am, again, I'm not one of those people that's, that looks at the current president, Joe Biden, is like, oh, Biden is this, and Biden is that. Hey, look, he's doing the job better than the last guy. That's all I really needed right now, okay? But the fact of the matter that's is a low bar, but the yeah. low bar. But the fact of the matter is that what I the person I wanted was Bernie Sanders. I'm that I'm uh, a, a good friend of our Sinbad. He calls me a bleeding heart liberal. Right. <laughs> and I, I didn't know it. I still really don't know what it means, but it sounds cool because it has the word heart. You know what I mean? And I know that that's that that's who I was supposed to be. I tried to be tough guy or whatever. I'm just not man. Come on. Seriously. I mean, if I need to be those things, sure. But for the most part, I know that I was meant to feel what it is that I feel and to try to bring kindness, happiness, love, fellowship into this planet. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how to be any different. Um, 
Bernie Sanders was a was a little bit closer to what I would envision the best of us would would be. Um, with that in mind, uh, I I understand that feeling that a lot of people have, which is you know I what does my vote count for? What is, you know, but where, where I come back to and where I had to kind where I got disappointed when it was Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and Bernie was looking like he was that dude. And then all of a sudden there was some behind the scenes stuff. I couldn't tell you about it right now, but I remember at the time I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Cause Bernie had this whole swell. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton emerged as the nominee. This was back when Donald Trump was first running. Um, I felt like that was very unfair and I was kind of disappointed in Democrats and obviously disappointed in everything that Donald Trump was talking about at the time. So I felt like, well, what, what is this for? This is long before civic cipher, by the way. So, um, yeah, in that moment, I felt kind of deflated, but what I, what reoriented me was that I don't think it's just the lesser of two evils uh, argument that we use a lot. And, and, and sometimes it's that. And that's not accurate, but that's how it's, that's how it's funny. Yeah. And, 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 and we have this conversation sometimes, but what I think it is, is it's more like which one of these two options more closely aligns with the type of world that I would like to see for all of us. And one side, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any pronouncements here because there's a side that effectively says eat or be eaten. And another side that says live and let live. You know what I mean? Um, or I, I know those aren't exact, but you get what I'm trying to say. There's, there's two philosophies, neither of which is wrong or right, but one of them is a little bit more, in line with I, this is what I'm saying right now. I'm not, I'm just, I'm trying to be fair. I'm gonna let you have it. Uh, but one of them is more in line with what I believe the best of us is. I don't believe the best of us is eat or be eaten. I believe the best of us is live and let live uh, of those two, uh, philosophies. Right. And so while not being necessarily a fan of any candidate, I know that in terms of a political party and a political affiliation, there is one side that feels more in tune with what the best of us can be. Now, the other side might say, okay, they're not realistic. This is impossible. Well, you're always going to have these problems. Sure, sure. But in terms of where are we going? What are we trying to pursue? What are we trying to engineer into our society? These people seem like they got the vision and these people are trying to batten down the hatches and weather whatever storm we're dealing with right now. And I'm a little bit more of an optimist. And so that's where my political allegiances lie. So it compels me to continue to engage in the democratic process. And I hope that you've learned something from that because Q's about to rip me apart. <laughs> no, I'm not going to rip you apart. I'm just going to say something that I feel to be true. Okay, go ahead. Neither party has an ideal position. Yeah, that's fair. Either that. party is really looking to deliver much for us at all. Sure, that's fair. That's the problem. Yeah. One of them is quite flagrantly and demonstrably yeah. worse than the other. But what has gotten so many people to unplug and disconnect and just check out altogether is that neither of them is really doing anything for us. There's a lot of, you use the word, I use the word socialism 
not as a pejorative, right? One of our parties does because the idea of the government helping everybody has to be an awful concept. And they sell it that way, except they do a lot to help themselves. And they do a lot to use our systems and our tax dollars to help themselves, mm-hmm. right? So they get people to take to the streets, marching and raising their fist against socialism. But if your house catches on fire, you call 911 and your neighbor's tax dollars pay for those people who come to put the fire out. They don't even believe in the things they claim to, right? That's socialism when they feel like it. And especially for those who already have Mm -hmm. the rich and the wealthy practice socialism with and for each other constantly. Mm -hmm. So when you have two parties, neither of which seem to be serving its people, a lot of the people just throw their hands up and say, forget this. The problem is that one of those parties is actively trying to destroy us. Mm -hmm. So having that lesser of two evils concept, that's really where that discussion comes from. Yeah. It's not really a lesser of two evils. One of them is very much status quo. The other one is actually evil. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to continue to stir up their supporters in the way that our former president did, a lot of these things that are happening now, I think, started as PR campaigns. I don't think they ever really intended to get rid of Roe v. Wade. I think they just knew if they talked about it, that the the, uh, evangelical and... uh, Roman Catholic supporters would support someone who was trying to do away with abortion. Mm -hmm. It just got so much of a swell and so much support that they saw it through. But I think initially it was just a talking point, right? We don't, we are not Christian like at all, but we have a hot button topic that if we say we're against it, the evangelicals and the Christians and the Catholics will support us. And that's if we come out here and say we're against abortion and they're right. The, some of the worst people to ever exist campaign on the Bible Belt mm-hmm. on that single topic. Yeah. And as long as they're on the right side of that topic to get that base, they get it. No matter what their actual politics are like, no matter how they actually feel about that topic. Yeah. So it's just become such a game that our politicians play with the less informed of us. And unfortunately, the more informed of us sees that it's rigged against us and check out. Yeah, They see that it's rigged against us. And in order to flex, again, that intellectual muscle, they turn contrarian and try to talk everyone else out of engaging too. So while we're being divided and arguing amongst ourselves, they are united in their push to keep us under their boot and they take to the polls and they vote every time. I want to, I want to, in mass, I want to say this. I think that this is um, something that is worth saying. I Everything that you said, I agree with, but follow me for a second. Uh, we mentioned uh, a dear friend of ours, um, uh, Steve Earnhardt. Um, Steve Earnhardt is a white man. He's older than we are. Um, I, would, a whole lot, I wouldn't yeah. guess his age, you know, but I know, I know that he's older than, yeah. than we are. Um, he's in a position of power and he, based on his values or his tax bracket, I, if it's your values, I'm a little bit more okay with that, but based on his values feels more aligned with the Republican party, right? The Republican Party of our childhood, sure, not sure. of today, right? But this is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to separate the party from yeah. the people. Yeah. Okay, so because there's a lot of people, we have 
believe it or not, I, I learned this and we haven't had this conversation before, but I learned this. Um, we have a lot of people who are conservative in their views that listen to our show. And um, every so often they'll engage and, you know, a letter will make its way to me. And, you know, I just, we just haven't had these conversations, but I've, I've thought once upon a time, we should have like a conversation about this on, on the air. But anyway, um, Steve is, is a person that doesn't feel politically the way that we feel about a lot of things. Um, I'm me being a bleeding heart liberal. I couldn't even hide it if I wanted to, you know what I mean? It just, I, I don't think that I'm capable of that. He had to know that the moment he talked to me. And then obviously over all the meetings, um, he knows exactly who I am, where I stand for. But I believe that the reason he gave us the keys to the kingdom in a manner of speaking and gave us the framework to, to grow this, this show is because he believed in the human element. He believed that it was the right thing to do. And despite us having conversations, um, that we believe are based in truth, um, we know we're based in truth. We have video. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that the truth has a very, very strong liberal bias to it. Um, he's been one of our biggest cheerleaders and, and supporters. Yeah. And so I wanted to add that to what you were saying so that we don't conflate Republicans with the Republican Party too much because there are a, a, or so that we, a we significant late conservatives with the Republican. That's party. okay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's more conservative. There you go. Than the there you party. Go. The party yeah. is kind of not kind of the party is out of control now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, 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 and that's the reason this show was born. That's the, that, you know, and we've, and, and it's, it's, it's sad that we have to refer to it by name as the Republican party, because it's just that thing where I've lived in this country and have had to deal with conservatism my whole entire adult life, even before my, I became an adult because I'm black and you have to grow up a lot faster. Yeah. Um, if, if you're black and this is, this is true. If you don't know that for yourself, take our word for it. We would not lie to you about something like that. Um, but it wasn't until this show around the time when the show was born, when it just kind of reached its boiling point, like, what is this? Why are these people so hateful? Why are they so supportive of this man who is so clearly hateful? His whole platform is based on hate and device, literally divisiveness, build that wall. Like, yo, what is going on? Why does everybody love this? And why are so many of us standing up for him? That was the most. There, and that's another part. People right? that I know and care about. Sure. Standing up on this idea that I'm pretending I don't know I do. He was not a regular politician. And for a lot of people, that was enough. He he was not the status quo. So again, on that contrarian mindset where there's no 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 real backbone to it, right? Contrarian for the sake of being so. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking outside the box. And I like I said, I don't subscribe to group thinking. Yeah, you say the sky is blue, but how do we know that? Man, you know, it was just crazy talk. Yeah, but he did not fit the cookie cutter politician and a lot of people were here for it even though it was grossly hateful divisive yeah and it, it really it really harmed a lot of people and it really was hurtful and he like showed the worst of us true of, of ours true colors yeah, i had some relationships that didn't survive his presidency oh me too for like former friends of mine if, if that name would have never came up, we'd still be fine today. As yeah. soon as it came up, I'm like, man, listen, 
we had a whole episode remember early on where we had to discuss whether or not we should use the block button i'm personally a big fan of the block button it works keeps you peace of mind yeah keeps your you know brain from being cluttered the block button is an amazing tool listen man um but not to harp on that there's another couple of things that i do want to shout out because these have been topics that have been very important um that we've been able to cover over the past few years um the first we've, we've discussed that black on black crime is a myth um completely fabricated right and 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 not a myth obviously there's a black person that can commit a crime against another black person but it's it's a marketing ploy that idea itself is is a myth right that's what i'm trying to say so we've talked about that at length um we have actually some content up on our social media again follow us at civic cypher you'll be able to see some stuff there a lot of people are talking about that um we were able to have conversations dispelling the myth that black fathers are absentee and not involved in their children's lives when the fact is is that the data shows from the cdc there's articles written even this year the the study came out about 10 years ago but um there's still articles being written that are documenting this the black fathers actually are the best fathers of all most involved and so forth and what what gaps you see has to do with incarceration rates and things like this but in terms of like unmarried black all that stuff is just a fabrication um and i want to read this before we go um what do we want we want to end qualified immunity we want to end for-profit prisons we want to overhaul police unions demilitarize the police we want to end cash bail we want citizens oversight of police we want uh, uh cameras on all the time and to be monitored by the community we want to Remove racist police officers, retrain and de-escalation, no knees to chest, no chokeholds. And we need to affirm that Black Lives Matter. And Over and over again. And that's it for us. So three years. Three years, man. I'm proud to have done it with you. I wouldn't have chosen to do it with anyone else. Likewise, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, well, Q and I, we've known each other long before this show. And uh, we're going to know each other long after this show is passed on to whatever next generation comes but um and i know there's been some moments along the way where we may not have been certain that we would have made it this far or lasted this long but here we are here we are man hopefully we got three six nine twelve fifteen whatever it takes 20 more years (laughs) of this to go um we appreciate y'all checking us out for the past three years um do us a favor hit the website civiccypher.com uh subscribe all our social medias at civic cypher i am ramses ja i am q ward um yeah lock in with us man let's keep it going until next week y'all peace peace